All right, happy Friday, everybody. It's game day eve, or if you're watching our multicast on Saturday morning, that's fine, too, ahead of an 11 o'clock kickoff. Big game, Texas and BYU. It's a huge day in the Big 12. Uh, five teams tied at 4-1 and one atop the Big 12 Conference as play begins this weekend, and there are two matchups of 4-1 and one teams, Texas and BYU here in Austin, and, of course, uh, the Bedlam game up in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, also uh, – Four and one Iowa State will host Kansas to, uh, Saturday night. So uh, separation Saturday, Mike Cravens, as we start our uh, our broadcast that understands the pride and tradition of the Texas football program will never be entrusted to the timid of the week. It's our second episode of the week, the Eyes on Texas Multicast, a product of the Republic of Football and Dave Campbell's Texas Football Podcast Network. We are powered by our presenting partner at Grande Equipment, also our founding partners. We'll tell you about them throughout the, uh, the broadcast as we get you ready for this game. Deep dive look at the at the Kansas State Wildcats and uh, the Texas Longhorns. And Mike, it's uh, before we get to the the specifics, but uh, great great weekend in the Big Twelve. This is what it's about. I know Brett Yormark couldn't have been happy, the conference commissioner, with the September and how that went. And everybody kind of stumbled out of the gate outside of Texas and Oklahoma. But now here we are with four games to go, November to remember, uh, and any uh, any of uh, five teams um, you know could find their way into Arlington in the Big Twelve championship game right now. To me, this is what makes football fun and why November is the, the best month out of the year. College football really gets going. You look at the Big 12, and as you mentioned, in September, it looked like a two-team race. It was going to be Texas and Oklahoma, two you know, future SEC teams. One of them was going to ride off with this Big 12 championship. And there's been other contenders that have risen to the top and made this conference what it always is, and that, that's usually full of parity. Full of parity. And uh, we'll have a look at that Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game a little bit. Obviously, start looking at Iowa State, too. This will be a good day for Longhorn fans. If you're going to the game, obviously, make sure you record the Bedlam game because you're going to not play Oklahoma State this year, but you might see them in, in Arlington if you can get there. Uh, also, you'll see Iowa State coming up in Ames a couple weeks here. And uh, tonight, or actually, if you saw the other night on, on Thursday night, you got to see TCU play against Texas Tech. Uh, want to quick before we get going, let's let thank our presenting partner at Grande Equipment, our great friend and partner Wes Murray. He and his team would understand your reputation is all you have. When you have a project that needs done, uh, major, minor, huge scale, or smaller, uh, you've got a timeline, you've got a budget, and it's about getting it done on time uh, and hassle free. And that's how Grande has operated for 31 years. They're not in the equipment business, they're in the relationship business. They're going to get you the equipment you need to finish that project every single time. Uh, earning their business is just the beginning of the relationship. They want to you know, be with you side by side all the way to the finish. And they're also an independent equipment dealer where you can buy or rent equipment from them. And they use all major manufacturers. They're not locked into one uh, dealer. Uh, you can get the Caterpillar, John Deere, Komatsu, Volvo, uh, whatever that piece of equipment is you need, they're going to get it for you. There are lots of pieces of equipment they can do. It's a heavy equipment sales and rentals. Also have a great new energy sector supporting renewable energy and uh, solar projects all over the country and here in the great state, specializing in that pile driver application based out of New Braunfels, Texas now, right between New Braunfels and San Marcos. They started in Buda, got too big, grew into, excuse me, actually started in Dripping Springs, then uh, brewed, grew over to Buda, now down to a bigger location. They're just getting bigger and bigger. Grande equipment, they don't overpromise, they overdeliver, and they deliver you the Eyes on Texas multicast twice a week, including this edition. All right, Mike, let's uh, start with uh, Texas offense against this Kansas State defense, and we'll flip it around. We'll talk special teams. Uh, some of the nuances of this game uh, are for our look at the Texas offense with backup quarterback Malik Murphy in, in and running it. will be brought to you by Carlos Carrion, the Texas mortgage guy, the Texas mortgage guy.com. What do you see when you see this Texas offense? I mean, to me, uh, all week long, when we talked about this game, Mike, it's a coach start game. This is a coaching game because you've got to find a way to score points and finish drives. 
with come up with a creative game plan around a backup quarterback. I think Longhorn fans would feel a lot better about this game. Obviously, if Quinn Ewers were starting and playing in this game, but it's going to be Malik Murphy. Not that he can't win this game for Texas, but at the same time, uh, you got to build a game plan that's specific to him that can maximize your weapons and maximize this game against a very sound K-State defense who's playing its best football right now. We've seen eight sample sizes of this Texas offense so far. And with Quinn and with Malik, it, it feels pretty similar, right? Like they have the ability to make big plays. Uh, they can run the ball consistently from, from 20 to 20. They're going to move the football even against a team like Kansas State. They're also probably, you know, maybe have a quarter where it kind of goes into a little bit of a lull and, and they disappear for a little bit. And so, you know, to me, this comes down to the red zone and what the Texas offense can execute once it gets there. I have no doubt that it's able to move the ball. Kansas State's allowed um, some passing yards and, and that uh, loss to Missouri, they allowed like 380 yards passing there. So the secondary is kind of the weak spot for them. But Texas last year had really good success running the football. The year before, they had a lot of success running the football. To me, this feels like a not too complicated game plan, and that's rely on your offensive line, run the football, and then as those guys creep up when you have success, Malik Murphy's big arm can get over the top to Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. Yeah, they're and you know they're 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 impressive, right? They're four. They're sitting here at four and one in the Big Twelve. They're six and two overall. They lost a shootout game early to Missouri. We talked to some folks in and around the K State program who told us that you know they're a little bit banged up. You know they replaced uh, Julius Brents, their great corner, replaced both safeties from a year ago. And that Missouri game, they were still trying to figure out who's what and the moving parts of September. Uh, they've locked that thing up, man. Their last month since they lost a game in Stillwater, Oklahoma, on a Friday night. Um, you know they've. The, the, if you take the second half of the Texas Tech game the next week and then the last two games that they won against Houston and TCU, Mike, they've outscored their opponents 103 uh, to three. Uh, it's been outstanding football. Last two opponents have only scored three points. They've given up a field goal over the last eight quarters to Houston uh, and to TCU. Uh, the last couple of weeks, two pretty good offenses when they're when they're at their best. So feels like they've gotten the right people in the right place. And this is a, a conversation for Texas fans of Steve Sarkeesian. They play that uh, dreaded Three down, three high defense, Mike, where it's the uh, the three back, three safety defense. They can disguise a lot of things. So this is why I say with Quinn Ewers, I think Texas was working to be ready to handle this stretch where you're going to see that three high defense against K-State and Iowa State and TCU the next three weeks. Well, now you're going to have to do it with your backup quarterback and find ways to, you know, because that, that confuses quarterbacks. It's all about post-snap confusion. Uh, they don't – you. Pre-snap, you don't get the looks you want. You have to make every all those decisions of what you're seeing, which safeties are going to be in coverage, which safeties are dropping. You got to make all that decision, you know, post-snap, which for a young quarterback can be, you know, treacherous uh, if you're trying to break, you know, find him a, a comfort zone. Yeah, and Chris Klein is an excellent coach. That staff is awesome, and so they're going to put their guys in, in position uh, to make plays. Before this season started, I feel like there was three possibly four games to circle on the calendar, Alabama, Oklahoma. And then the third one was Kansas state. Uh, you know, the fourth one to me was going to be Texas tech, but they haven't lived up to that hype. And so, you know, this is a, a big game for Texas and they knew it was going to be my only, I have some concerns about Kansas state or some question marks about Kansas state. I'm not sure what their best win is on the year. Uh, you know, they haven't beat a really good team. Maybe Troy uh, is, is their best win on the year. Those last three games, that was TCU with their first, you know, a quarterback making his first ever start, Texas Tech with a quarterback making his first ever start, and then Houston a, a week off of playing Texas at home to a really close game. And, and two out of those three teams probably aren't going to be bowl teams or maybe won't be bowl teams. And so I'm, I'm just not sure how good Kansas State is. I know how good I think Chris Kleiman is. I know how technically sound and, and upperclassman-led 
that team is. I mean, I have a ver- uh, visual image of who, who Kansas State is. Uh, but in 2023, uh, it's been hard to put your your finger on them because this is also a team that lost to Oklahoma State, that lost to Missouri, and doesn't have a big win on their resume yet. And they're not the biggest team either. They're not the fastest team. I mean, this is just a sound defense. Uh, and what they're really good at, Mike, is red zone, right? Where Texas really struggles on offense is in the red zone, 120th in the country in red zone touchdown um, you know, performance. And K-State's really good in the red zone. So, uh, I mean, you could obviously see Chris Kleiman's game plan here, try to keep Texas out of the end zone on the deep plays and the big plays, both through the run and in the pass, and see if you can continue to take advantage of their poor red zone performance, force field goals, maybe force a turnover of Malik Murphy, because we'll talk about their offense coming up. Their offense is very explosive. Defense tries to keep everything in front of them, but they will fire their linebackers and safeties downhill to create you know, second and third and longs. And, you know, that's what's really impressive. They, they Those last couple of weeks against the teams you mentioned, they're getting off the field, and then their offense is keeping the ball. Uh, you know, the, the other part of that is when you talk about K-State is Will Howard. Texas fans know Will Howard very well. Uh, he's one of two quarterbacks, though, they will utilize. They have a freshman named Avery Johnson who's come in, and he is dynamic. Uh, he's a big-time player, um, but we'll talk about their offense coming up. But on defense, they don't have Felix Anuduke Ozoma. They don't have Julius Brents anymore who off to the NFL. Uh, so it feels like Texas should be able to move the ball. The question, Mike, as it's been all year, can they stick it in the end zone? Can they stick it in the end zone? Make this team, because you can make this team play from behind. Now you're cooking with grease at home, but, you know, Texas needs to be able to, to score those points uh, to, to create that scenario because they have beaten this team, you know, eight of the last ten times. Sark has never lost to Chris Kleiman. He's 2-0 and head-to-head. Tom Herman kind of turned the tide on this rivalry while he was here. So it does feel like Texas has the athletic advantage, maybe even the size advantage, speed advantage. That's something you have to take advantage of here for the Longhorns on the offensive side. You know, it's funny you talk to some of the young reporters and they're like, why do y'all fear Kansas State so much? I think it's like people my age and older that have that PTSD yep. against, you know, the Kansas State, Texas deal. Uh, but Texas has gotten a lot really physical in the offensive line. Like they don't get bullied anymore. Like Tavondre Sweat's not getting pushed around. Kelvin Banks isn't getting pushed around. DJ Campbell's not getting pushed around. So when you're not getting punked in the trenches by a team like Kansas State, like Iowa State, those teams that that try to draw you into the mud it does become an athletic contest and it becomes about turnovers and becomes about execution to your point. Kansas state isn't overly athletic and the red zone helps that, right? Like once you have that end zone as, as kind of the 13th, 12th defender back there um, now, all of a sudden Xavier worthy can't go 30, 40 yards down the field. AD Mitchell can't beat you deep. And so you can be a little bit more compressed and have a fighter's chance against a more athletic offense like Texas. And so I absolutely agree. If you're Kansas state, you're trying to get this thing to to first and 10 on the 15 and making them kick field goals. And if you're Texas, you have to look like look at field goals like punts. Like that is not a successful drive, just getting three points. You're going to need touchdowns to beat this Kansas State football team. Because as we're talking about in a little bit, the offense has really found a groove on the other side for the Wildcats. And even if, you're te- even if your defense plays well, they're going to give up some points. Yeah. Uh, and so you're gonna have to match it. And that, I mean, again, Sark on Monday, we played a lot of his sound in our, our earlier week edition of the eyes on Texas multicast presented by Grande equipment. It was, uh, he was intense. Sark was pretty intense. I mean, he was, he was buckled up. And then I got word from, from, from the folks that, that Sark really gave the business to the offensive line, especially on Monday. I mean, this was a real intense coach who understands we're better than what we did against BYU. I mean, you can put my play calling on it, but we got to be able to push BYU for a yard uh, at the goal line. Uh, maybe more Jonathan Brooks in the red zone, but I do know it was a real intense Monday, and it's been a real physical week of practice. I know Sark is treating this like Alabama as far as putting some ones-on-ones and really 
coming out physical because if they can match the physicality of K-State, they can win this game even with their backup quarterback. If not, that's why they're loose. And you mentioned why us old heads uh, fear K-State if you're a Texas fan. That goes back to Bill Snyder and Mac Brown. Yeah. Or over and over again, Mac Brown had the better team, had the better athletes, and uh, Bill Snyder would just come in and be more physical, be more together, be more cohesive. And every time you look up, they're beating Texas. Uh, and But it does feel like – that's kind of a funny side of this, this rivalry is Tom Herman's teams – Tom loved tough teams. He wanted tough physical teams. Maybe didn't always look for the best athletes in Texas. Didn't always go for the speed that, that it was going to take. And that was just his mindset. And that's where this rivalry turned. Obviously, Bill Snyder stepping aside too helped. Uh, but Chris Kleiman's the same kind of coach. Uh, so tough teams that, that, that Tom had. And now Sark is big on the physicality. But he also likes adding the speed on the outside, the speed element to go with tough football teams. So that that's where this thing is turned. And we'll see if Texas can keep that going. They did win it last year. Remember, two years ago in this building, they won this game against K-State when Will Howard was a young player, was a defensive battle, but they really won it with Roshan Johnson out of the Wildcat, Mike. I mean, it was just they didn't they were out without a quarterback, and it was like, we're just gonna saddle up Roshan and run this football. And I think Roshan won a lot of, of fans at that day that day because they won that game. And then they won it again last year, and now they're looking to make it three straight with Sark. Uh, that is the offensive look. Any other thoughts on the Texas offense? Anybody you think needs to to stand out? Is it a Jonathan Brooks game? Is it X? Is it all of them? What about JT Sanders? Who do you think needs to have a big game here outside think, of the offensive line? I think it's the running game. I think it's the running backs. I want to look and see the box score and see 40 rushes for Texas. If Texas runs the ball 40 times, they, they win this game by a touchdown or more. Uh, if they have to pass it a lot because the run game's not working or that Kansas State offense is scoring a lot, that's when Texas is going to get into a little bit of trouble. All right, let me mention our uh, – First quarter sponsor, when we look at the Texas offense, uh, Carlos Carrion. He is uh, the Texas mortgage guy on online at thetexasmortgageguy.com. Don't, don't forget the V. That's important. Uh, he's Carlos Carrion, lifelong Austinite. Great with your with mortgages if it's a refi, which you're probably not doing right now, but certainly you can still buy a home. That house is going to value. And uh, trust me, uh, the best thing about buying a new home right now is you can refinance those interest rates when they do come back down, and they will come back down eventually. Uh, get the house now. It's going to value. You can refinance it, and Carlos will be your guy for both, right? The new mortgage for the new home uh, to make that happen and do as, as good a job as you can. And, of course, when you need refi uh, down the road as the rates do come back down, he is great. He's a lifelong Austinite, knows this market like the back of his hand, almost 10 years in the industry, not here to just provide you with a quote. He's your guy to help solve problems, strategize important financial decisions like this, your home, your refis, anything you might do. He's Carlos Carrion, the Texas Mortgage Guy. Dot com. All right, our second quarter will be brought to you by Brain Vault, Brain Vault and Brain Vault Technology. Dr. Greg Eckert and his team, my dentist, loving my pearly white, beautiful smile. He's restored, but he also has the Brain Vault Technology coming online for you uh, and your young uh, athlete in a collision sport. But uh, collisions will be had uh, here where the Texas defense faces an offense that's pretty darn dynamic, Mike. I mean, this, this Texas defense has been good and really on paper, and, and what we've seen through the first two months of the season, this this offense sets up pretty good for Texas. They Texas has struggled with pass-first offenses, with really dynamic wide receivers and quarterbacks that can run uh, and really stretch those and, and then test those safeties. This is a team that's not dynamic with their passing game, but they can really run the football. I mean, I know I kind of get caught sometimes, you know, Rod Babers, my co-host in the mornings on the horn, has said, man, he stop saying they're just physical and efficient. They're really explosive too, but they're explosive because they're physical and efficient. Uh, and they stay ahead of the chains, and they have two quarterbacks that can run, and they've got a running back, and they've got a transfer running back from Florida State. They don't, you know, their leading receiver is like 50 yards a game, 
but then their second lead receivers are H back Senate. Uh, but you know, they, they run the ball so darn well. Uh, they just use that is pass to move the chains and then get, catch you when you're sleeping. That's what the long ones are going to deal with, with Will Howard at quarterback and this young freshman phenom Avery Johnson, a four-star kid who was Mr. Kansas football could have gone to a lot of schools. He was recruited by Washington. He was recruited by uh, Oregon uh, could have gone elsewhere. He stayed in state. And this is the kind of athlete that K-State doesn't typically keep in state, Mike. This is a great recruiting win for Chris Kleiman. Avery Johnson, a guy number eight you're going to have to deal with on Saturday. And when they get rolling with him back there, what it reminds me of, speaking of, of, of going back into the past, it's a Taysom Hill kind of BYU explosive offense, right? Where it's not explosive because there's a lot of speed on the outside that's going to go down. The, it's, they make you take one false step, then they get a number advantage on one side, and then you're toast. And, and uh, Johnson has enough speed to really take advantage of any of those situations. Will Howard is a capable quarterback who, who's obviously played in this game before and has has a lot of experience. Um, that's a tough team, man. Like that, That's a really tough team. And you know how – this is what I've thought about all week with this game. You know how uh, sometimes they put one-on-one, uh, they put a camera on like a really good one-on-one matchup on the outside between like an awesome receiver and a cornerback. I want a Cooper BB at guard against Tavondre Sweat or and or Byron Murphy on a play-by-play basis just to watch kind of the trench warfare uh, between those two or those couple of guys. It's going to be fun to watch the offensive lines and defensive lines go at it and the winner uh, more consistently than the other, because each side's going to win their battles. Uh, but the, the group that can win more of them consistently is going to win this football game. I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's really what this game's going to come down to. Most football games do. And that's where it kind of worries you if you're Texas, because you've consistently had the the more dominant interior. I mean, you got you know, Tavondre Sweat is literally playing like an All-American right now. Yeah. The uh, pro football focus has him graded as the highest rated tackle in the country. Um, Byron, Byron Murphy's not too far behind. Uh, but yes, you got to match up against a, an offensive line that features Cooper BB, the you know, preseason All Big Twelve player, maybe All American guy, and they have three guys on this offensive line, Mike, who are in their sixth year. Mm-hmm. They've played a lot of football together, so they're that that glove that you want on the offensive line. They're healthy right now. Now I don't want to make this out to be Alabama and Texas, you know, stood toe to toe with Alabama, but they're as good as the Big Twelve has to offer on the offensive line. So that'll be fun to watch. And I don't wonder, you know, one of the packages we saw broke out last year by by PK, and one of the things. When I talk about what Texas has struggled with, Mike, it's been when they can put the linebackers in conflict, right? Jalen Ford has to read and David Benda. Um, the, what, the package we saw last week that I would imagine we see a lot of, maybe it was in preparation for this game for Pete Kwiatkowski, Mo Blackwell with Jalen Ford and Anthony Hill on the field. So you've got your central nervous system at linebacker and Ford who led you in tackles last week. But then you have speed with Mo Blackwell, who's a converted safety, who made a lot of hits last week, was all over the field. And then Anthony Hill who can run. Uh, so you're kind of co- combating the two quarterbacks. Remember, Colin Klein is their offensive coordinator. He's a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they have all kinds of design quarterback runs, quarterback power, quarterback draws. You know, does not mean a lot of quarterback runs. And then those two quarterbacks will be on the field at the same time, Mike. Uh, so then you're kind of, okay, I got this, I got this. You got to really be there. I expect to see whatever they call that package with Mo Blackwell and Anthony Hill surrounding Dick Jalen Ford quite a bit in this game just to get speed on the field that can get, you know, can, can deal with these quarterbacks that can run. Yeah, and if you take a, a wrong first step, but you have the type of speed Mo Blackwell does or Anthony Hill does, you can make up for for a couple mental mistakes. But that is the tough part about playing Kansas State is they make you think, and they make you look around and, and have to analyze, but then they just bludgeon you over the head with a hammer at the same time. And so um, if you're if you're Texas, you have to be aggressive. Uh, and once the the bullets start flying on Saturday, you just have to go hit people and go hit people really hard. 
I do think that this is probably the best offensive line that Texas has faced this year, uh, at least the upside of it. Alabama, I know historically has a great offensive line, but they do not have a Cooper BB. He will be the highest drafted player uh, on an offensive line that Texas has faced this year. The only only offensive line this defensive line has seen this year that's, that's comparable to Kansas State is the one they face in practice. And so uh, I think it's probably smart for Sark to go back to the ones-on-ones this week just so there's not a little bit of uh, culture shock when Saturday rolls around. It. And it's going to be – I mean, it's it's seriously going to be a, a big-time fight down there in the trenches. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's probably the best uh, left tackle, left guard combo in the Big 12 with KT Leviston and Cooper BB. Uh, those guys will both, both play in the NFL. You mentioned the battle with Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. Uh, their running backs are a kid named DJ Giddens and uh, Treshawn Ward, who transferred in from Florida State. They're about almost 1,200 yards rushing, six yards a pop. Uh, it's not Deuce Vaughn back there, but you got to deal with two good backs. Uh, so it's a it's an explosive run game. And the, the stat that just jumps off the screen, Mike, is their number one in the Big 12 and one of the top three or four in the nation in third down conversion rate. They're 56% converting third down. So as we've seen this year in college football, Texas has seen it against Wyoming, against Rice, against BYU. Teams that can go on long, time-consuming drives, they can eat up most of a quarter mm-hmm. where you look up and it's 10 minutes or off the clock. And, man, that's, that's half to half. And you're like, oh, geez. Uh, and now you got a backup quarterback that's you're trying to manufacture points. That's where this game gets precarious for me. But I would also say, you know, I'm not trying to make this team out to be the you know mid '90s Nebraska Cornhuskers or something, but <laughs> they are good. But Will Howard can become Will spills the pill, right? Will Howard. One of the things that happened in this this season for them, they played on a Friday night in Stillwater, and he turned the ball over three times through three picks. Uh, that's when when they got to the Tech game and he was still kind of scuffling. That's when he. You know, the late, great Bobby Knight now, uh, one of the great, uh, um, you know, motivators is the bench. Uh, mm-hmm. Ass grabs bench, uh, and all of a sudden performance rises um, as we pay, pay honor to, to Bob Knight, who passed away this week. Um, you know, Will Will Howard got, got the bench, and uh, Avery Johnson came in, and then that game against Texas Tech scored five touchdowns. And well, now all of a sudden, Will Howard's playing a heck of a lot better. And uh, he's out there making plays. And so which Will Howard do you get? You get there's kind of a feast or famine kind of player if he's on. Reminds me a little bit of uh, Spencer Sanders yeah. at Oklahoma State, right? That, that he's either going to be really good or he's going to he'll turn the ball over and drive his coach crazy. Uh, Longhorns would like to see the latter on that and uh, see if they can force some issues because they have a backup quarterback that they're dealing with. Yeah, to your point, Kansas State has lost the turnover battle twice this year, and it's their two losses. And so if you can get them to turn the ball over, you have a chance. And also in those two games that they lost, the defense didn't create a turnover. Uh, so winning the turnover battle, not giving them any free plays. And I think the the other part about the third down conversion rate that's important is it's because they're so good on first and second down. Like They're just an efficient offense that doesn't face a lot of third and 12s, not a lot of third and 13s. They're getting third and fours. They're getting third and threes. And they're converting those because they're getting into your run pass options. And, and what do you do as a defense? It's really hard to do there. Kansas State is averaging 1.99 points a drive. That's fourth in the nation. Like they're just a, an efficient, solid group that makes most possessions count. And to your point with the new rules, they can suck down a whole quarter of play, uh, you know, an eight, nine, 10 minute drive. If they put a 12, 13, 14 play drive. And that weighs on you. It's like body shots in a boxing match. And that's what Texas has to avoid. They do. They do. Uh, and as you know, you got to be fair. They're they're great. Number one in the Big 12 in uh, third down offense. Texas is number one in third down defense. Uh, they're the best in the country in one of the top three or four in the country in third down defense. So this is a great matchup. That's what makes this a lot of fun. Longhorns are favored by 
um, you know, five, five and a half, depending on where you're looking. Uh, should be a fun game. Uh, but, Mike, a couple of key guys for you on defense. Obviously, the linebackers have to be good. Your safeties also have to not get beat over the top because as you're, you're so worried about this run game, they'll go up, they'll go up over you. Uh, that's got to be a concern as well with the big explosive plays. But, boy, this is a tackling game. Got to be physical. And then your linebackers got to be on point. Uh, fair to say, uh, you know, Jalen Ford and Anthony Hill. Um, maybe even a, a, a Mo Blackwell is the guy we're talking about next week, win or lose for Texas, who, who stepped up and made big plays. Yeah, your safety spot as well. You know, Derek Williams has become the the biggest snap getter at the deep safety position, and he's going to be asked to tackle. He's going to be asked to be physical and be an elder statesman 10, 10 weeks into the college football. You know, he's not a true freshman anymore. He's going to have to handle that, you know, physicality as Michael Taft will, as all the safeties will. And so this is going to be a three-level football game. But to me, if Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy win their bat- matchups, and they're not going to win every single one of them because the guys they're playing against are really good. But if they can win their matchups and and, and play to a plus uh, series there with, with BB and the guys in the interior, Texas wins this football game. If they get pushed around, if BB and those guys win mo- more of those battles, I just don't know how Texas stops this Kansas State team consistently. All right, there's Mike Craven. I will also say that uh, maybe we see – I know we they, they talked about it in the preseason, saw it a little bit against uh, Baylor in Alabama – where they go to that heavy defensive line, Mike, where it's mm-hmm. the Sweat and Murphy, and then you see Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton there just to set the edge, right? Ethan Burke is hurt. You know, Justice Finkley sometimes can get overpowered. When you're going up against this offensive line, you might want to go heavy uh, and match it and then let your – because what you don't want is those those uh, offensive linemen getting to the second level right. and then all of a sudden messing with your linebackers, and now you're in real trouble because those quarterbacks or the running backs are onto your third level of defense. I wonder if we don't see that. I mentioned the Blackwell Hill – Maybe you see some Alfred Collins playing in, Vernon Broughton on the end, uh, even Byron Murphy spinning out and playing some end just to set that edge. Because the one thing you know, I'll say this about Avery Johnson, uh, you know, 80% of his runs are to the to the outside. Uh, he's a wide runner. He's not an in, – in, that's going to be Will Howard. That's going to be the backs. He's going to try to get to the outside, and he's got that speed. We saw Kansas get the edge on Texas a few times. We saw Dylan Gabriel get the edge. Um, you, you got in that maybe some option plays. So I, I don't know if we don't see a heavy D line set, maybe, maybe especially on early downs, Mike. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, get mass out there, be physical with the offensive line, win the trenches, play in the backfield. And all of a sudden Kansas state's forced to do things that they don't want to do. And that's how you end up getting three interceptions. Cause you put them in spots where, where they're playing off script and they're in third and seven or third and eight. If you can win first down, if you can win second down and all of a sudden Kansas state is in third and seven or more, most of this game, they're going to struggle. And so I, I, I absolutely agree. I think you get Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton out there and you bring it to them early and often and see how they respond to that. All right, that will be an interesting uh, chess match between the, the strengths of both teams because uh, I think the Texas defense right now is the strength of their team holding BYU to six points. And with a backup quarterback, I mean, you really need every phase to step back up. And I will tell you that our uh, look at the Texas defense against this state offense is brought to you by Brain Vault and the patented and uh, researched Brain Vault technology that allows your young athlete to play hard but play safe. Uh, it's proven science. It helps protect athletes for the risk of concussions. I say it's like a shock absorber for your mouth. It's a mouth guard, but it's an orthotic fitted for your jawline and your mouth only. Uh, and we've told you it's my doctor, Dr. Greg Eckert, my dentist. He has done an amazing job with my smile. Uh, we've been, been telling you that story, but he also has been working with Drew Pittman, an NFL agent. He's got uh, roughly 100 players in the NFL who have been wearing the Brain Vault technology the last eight years. 
with no concussions reported. So that's the, and they've had a research heavily at uh, places like Texas State University, uh, and it's proven. And BrainVault has now taken that technology used in the NFL and developed a retail version of the mouth guard so your young athlete can also be fitted and have that confidence that they're playing hard, but they're playing safe with BrainVault. Just visit the website, BrainVault.com. It's every sport, cheerleading, lacrosse, rugby, soccer, uh, football, obviously, uh, whatever that collision sport is, get this uh, next level of protection with BrainVault and BrainVault.com. To learn more, go to the website, BrainVault.com. Set up a fitting for your athlete or your entire team at BrainVault.com. Join the movement. All right, Mike, we'll get to special teams, and then I want to do a special – you know, we'll look around the Big 12 a little bit, too, but uh, coaching matchup, the coaching matchup, Chris Kleiman v. Steve Sarkeesian. Love that one. But special teams will be quick on this. It'll be brought to you by our friends at Hay City Store and Ice House uh, in Driftwood, Texas, the uh, scratch-made comfort food, everything that goes on there, destination, location. Great spot to go watch the game this weekend. If you're not going to DKR, we'll be out at Hay City Store in the Ice House. Weather looks phenomenal all weekend long in Central Texas. But, Mike, um, the special teams. Longhorns returned a punt for a touchdown last week with X. Uh, first one we've seen well blocked, um, you know, traditionally Chris Kleiman teams, Bill Snyder teams before with K-State, very good in the special teams, especially unit. This is a phase of the game that I, I know we'll be talking about on Monday, good or bad. Uh, there will be a play made by somebody that could help swing this football game, block a field goal, block a punt, return something. Uh, special teams will be, be a big factor here. No doubt. You know, that third phase of the game, it, it becomes more critical and more critical as, as the games get closer. And, and to your point, and this is what Chris Kleiman in Kansas State does. You know, like they don't beat themselves. Kind of like a Virginia Tech back in the day, right? Where they're going to create some big plays on special teams. They're always going to take that side uh, of the of the three possession game. So I, I don't know. I I'm not a big. I don't know enough about special teams to get in there and break it down and to know exactly what's going on. But like Missouri won against Kansas State on a last second field goal. This may be one of those uh, that comes down to a missed field goal or two, or, or as you said, maybe a block punt or a big return. Yeah, that was a 60-yard field goal, the memory serves, uh, at Missouri where they lost that game and gave up the big number. That game was just a big play over like, a series of big plays back and forth. It was crazy uh, and went to that final play uh, with the kick. And, of course, they lost to, to Oklahoma State in Stillwater. So their two losses have been on the road. And uh, let's see if the Longhorns home crowd on 11 o'clock can bring that. I'd also mention Ryan Sanborn's been rock solid for Texas punting. Their coverage units have been rock solid with Keelan Robinson, uh, who's just been such a good player for Texas this year. His kick returns have been huge, uh, setting up field position for Texas in this 7-1 and one start. So there's a lot to like about uh, the, the specialty units led by Jeff Banks. And also, you know this with Jeff Banks. You saw him at A&M, Alabama. He'll have something special here, working with Joe D. Camillus, uh, the, the special teams analyst from the NFL. Got to think they'll have something, knowing they have a backup quarterback. They created a touchdown last week. Got to think they've got something up there. So maybe a couple things to try to create field position or points. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, you leave it out on the field here. This is the the best team that you're playing the rest of the way, right? And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Texas go for it off a fake punt. Maybe not even a, maybe not a fake field goal after what happened in Houston. Maybe keep that one in the back pocket. But if you can create an extra possession or two through special teams on either side of the ball, that could be the difference in this game. I, I believe it's going to be a really close one. And so uh, the team that gets a turnover or two or the team that gets a you know, a, a missed field goal or a fake to, to continue a drive that turns into points. Uh, that's going to be crucial in, in what's going to be a tight game. No question about that. Uh, all right. So special teams, huge. Uh, we'll see what the Longhorns, X-Man, Keelan Robinson, who is that that we're talking about on Monday? Brought to you by Hay City Store and Ice House. Get out there, 53 beers on tap. If you watch the show on PBS called Day Tripper, they do these cool little uh, visits to Texas towns around the great state. And uh, recently, the most recent episode 
featured Hayes City Store because uh, they stopped in Kyle, Texas and talked about the pie company there in downtown Kyle, but got out about 10 minutes away, 15 down to Hayes City Store, right between Kyle and Wimberley. And uh, really cool. You get to meet and see Travis Tyndall and Tamara, the, the husband and wife couple that opened Hayes City Store in 2015. They're still there. There is some construction going on. If you get out there right now, they're building new bathrooms and uh, expanding because they're so popular. So you know, you'll deal with that a little bit, but you hardly notice as they expand uh, Hayes City Store and Ice House, Driftwood, Texas. Go see them. Find the entire mouthwatering menu online at HayesCityStoreTX.com. That's HayesCityStoreTX.com. We were out there this week, Mike, and they have a uh, special on the special menu soup. They had three different flights of soup that you could get in little crocs. So they had tortilla soup, and they had this uh, this, this basil soup and uh, some, some uh, chowder. It was really good. So you don't get a huge bowl. You get three different kinds. It was awesome. It was a great special. We shared it. It was a good thing at Hay City Store. And I said, they're always coming up with cool, creative ways to uh, to keep it keep it real at Hay City Store. You're going to love everything you get there. It is soup weather. weather. It is soup weather, especially in the evenings when that sun goes down. All right, Mike, coaching matchup. Coaching matchup brought to you by One Source Gas of Austin and Central Texas, onesourcegasatx.com online. Um, you know, this is, to me, this is a start game. Uh, you know, it's, and I, I can see the, the intensity in his eyes on Monday, Chris Kleiman's one of the best coaches in the country, well-respected. He was a perfect hire for this program. He just kind of fits the mold. Uh, highly successful uh, at the lower level on his way up. But, man, has already shown he won a Big 12 championship last year. This guy can coach, and uh, his team's well-coached. Uh, Sark's team has to be the same uh, if they're going to win this game on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to come down to who's cleaner, who who executes, who's good in the red zone, who doesn't turn the ball over, special teams like we just talked about. Um you know, Sark's beaten Chris Kleiman before, even last year when, when Kansas State had, you know, a Big 12 champion uh, team over there. To me, this is going to come down to kind of mentality and whose team can be looser because that kind of points towards Kansas State, right? Like the Wildcats can come into Austin with nothing to lose. Uh, Texas saw, you know, themselves in the top 10 of the college football playoff. They control their own destiny for the most part. If they win out, they probably get a rematch with Oklahoma if they win that game. As long as there's not four undefeated conference champions, I think Texas probably gets into college fo football playoff. And so uh, you're the underdog if you're Kansas State. I think that leans into what Chris Kleiman always wants to be. Like he is, that's who he is as a coach. You know, I don't know if Sark would do great at Kansas State. I'm not sure if Chris Kleiman would do great at Texas, right? Like there's different personalities and different kind of coaches that work well with different jobs. Chris Kleiman to me is built for these type of games. Nobody believes in us. We're going into hostile territory. We still control our own destiny in the Big 12. Let's go prove we belong with all these five-star kids. Texas is going to have to avoid that kind of like mentality creeping into their brain, and they need to go out there and be loose as well. Agreed. Agreed. And that's uh, you know, coaching, you know, getting ready for the game, having your team ready to go, focused, intense, uh, can't get off to a slow start. And the one thing I'd say for Sark, I really have been impressed with a lot of the things that they've done this year, is just play a four-quarter game. Play a four-quarter game. I know with, with young people it's tough sometimes, but – They've shown the ability, Texas, this year to the fans that they can be a fourth-quarter team. You know, the Oklahoma game ended disappointing, but the Longhorns still really were the better team for most of that fourth quarter. They gave up the two-minute drill or the minute and seven-minute drive, which is frustrating. But, man, they, they turned the corner. This team was so bad in the fourth quarter last year in this program. They've gotten so much better. But now they need a four-quarter game. They need to deliver that. I think that's one of the things Stark, Stark continues to stress, our red zone finishing drives. But playing four good, really good quarters of football, no better time here with the big noon Fox crew on site. Uh, time to put on a show a little bit for the nation. Everybody be paying attention. Number seven against number 23, which is what K-State will be coming in here with the first college football playoff rankings coming out. I uh, probably should have mentioned that sooner, but the Longhorns are seven. K-State is 23. Kansas is 21. And Oklahoma 
uh, coming in. Where, where did Oklahoma come in in this this ranking this past nine, ten? nine or ten? Yeah, nine. Because yeah, people were because it went Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, and people were having that discussion of like, well, Texas beat Alabama and Oklahoma beat Texas, yeah. and kind of what that three way should look like. So for Sark, it's a four quarter game, and he's got to find ways to get the ball in the end zone. And I'll say this, Mike, you know, this is one of those games where I know fans and Sark likes to go with his gut. We made that clear. You got to take some points, man. You got to get some field goals. If, it, if you got to get a field goal, you got to get a field goal. Then you got to force one the other way. That's just you can't come up because with a team that can control the ball like they can, I just don't think you can get you know, take possession where you don't score, where you don't get points if you do get in the red zone. I know Sark gets frustrated by that, but we'll see if they need that. But it has been an ongoing. We're eight games in now. You are what you are. They're just not great inside the five yard line and really in the red zone in general. Uh, really not been their strength, and it's a pretty good strength of Kansas State. Let's go ahead and give them their credit kick your field goals and get out. That's a coaching decision from Sark as well. All right. Uh, one source gas of central Texas. We told you about Richard Strieber, our halftime sponsor and partner during the uh, regular broadcast on Mondays that dropped on Tuesdays of the eyes on Texas multicast. He's just a tremendous uh, growing company and companies grow because they do it better than others. And that's what one source gas is. If you have compressed gas needs of any kind for your business, uh, restaurants with the bar taps, uh, veterinary clinics, medical clinics with the other types of gas, uh, they are just better. That's why they keep taking market share because uh, they do it better. They're more prompt. They're more courteous and customer service is their key. One source gas, ATX.com, the website. Spell out the word one, please. O-N-E, one source gas, ATX.com. Richard Strever and our great friends there. All right, last thing, Mike, let's go around the conference and let's start with those college football playoff rankings. They came out uh, on Tuesday night after we had recorded our Monday episode. I wanted to pick your brain on it. Uh, you said you'd be disappointed if Georgia was number one. And you were right. Ohio State number one with Georgia number two. What anything you nitpick when you see that uh, when you saw that come out on Tuesday? I thought Washington should be ahead uh, uh, in the top four. I, I thought you know with that win over Oregon because it seems like the committee agrees that the win over Oregon is the best win on the season so far because Oregon is the highest ranked one one loss team. And so uh, I know Washington hadn't played well the last couple of weeks, but I, you know I kind of judge these big teams on how well they play and their biggest games as long as they. Don't lose. But, you know, it, it feels like another year where a month ago we were like, how do we dwindle it down to four? And then like now, start of November, we're down to about six, seven, eight teams. And over the next month, Ohio State and Michigan will play with play each other. Alabama, Georgia, you know, Texas will get a rematch with somebody probably. And so we'll we'll figure this thing out to where there will be four teams that we feel are, are worthy of being in the college football playoff. Yeah, and it, and it is one of those where, you know, Michigan, Ohio State likely to, to be the representative of the Big Ten at this point. I mean, they're going to play each other in Ann Arbor. That game will settle itself, and the winner will likely beat whoever's in the other in the Big Ten championship game by quite a lot. Georgia has every opportunity to run their schedule in November, and they'd likely beat Alabama in the SEC championship game for another, you know, big big matchup there. Florida State is the team that I think is sitting there for that they've already had their hardest games. Now, they've got some rivalry games this month with Florida and Miami. And those are just those in-state things you got to deal with. And they'd have the ACC championship game, which right now would be Louisville. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll watch that. But man, you know, if, as we say, if, if, if let's say Michigan, Georgia and Florida state went out, that's three of the four spots. So you're now playing for one. And that's where that PAC 12 big 12 battle comes. I mean, that's really where some style points can help. And uh, a game like this with Fox and everybody here watching this would be a good one with your backup quarterback, uh, with Quinn Ewers, you know, watching from the sidelines. This would be a huge win for Texas, obviously, for that narrative. Because here's where we are. If Texas, you know, we started the season talking about making it to the Big 12 championship, getting yourself in that game. If you do, it'll be a good season. Well, now, if you can get to that game, you're going to have to win out. Because with all these 4-1 and one teams, you can't afford another loss. You've already stubbed your toe in Oklahoma. 
Uh, and if you do that, you're going to be in the conversation we're having. You've, you're, mm -hmm. That's where you are. So now the bigger things are a reality. It's not just about Big 12 championships, but, but you can't do one or the other. You kind of have to do both now. You've got to win out to get there, uh, which means you're an 11-1 football team, which means you're in the championship game. And you know, now you're being talked about for the bigger conversations of college football, which is a lot of fun for Longhorn fans. It's been a while since Longhorn fans sat around on Tuesdays and wanted to see where that 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 dropped. And uh, seven was about right. I think we could argue with Texas's record. I mean, the opponent record for Texas is 40 and 24. That's the best of any of these teams. Uh, they haven't played a bad team yet, really, outside of Baylor on their entire schedule. Uh, so you know, they played a good schedule and they have the best win. Same time, as you said, that that Oregon loss to Washington is probably what's got them up above. Plus, Washington just really is strong in every metric. Or excuse me, Oregon, very strong in every metric. In my opinion, the Big 12 champion needs Florida State to lose because I, I think we agree agree the SEC, SEC champion is going to get there because it's SEC. Like even if Alabama wins out and then beats Georgia, I think Alabama gets in there. Uh, Michigan or Ohio State is going to get in there. I see. I guess I maybe this is the cynic in me. It feels like the Pac-12 champion is going to get in there unless it's a two-loss Pac-12 champion because we're going to want the Pac-12 to be represented in the college football playoff the year before they no longer exist. Uh, and it's been it's been such a deep conference, really good quarterback play. The winner of that conference, if it's a one-loss team, the winner of that conference is probably going to have the third-best resume outside of the SEC and the Big Ten. So to me, this for Texas, for Oklahoma – for those teams kind of with that outside chance needing something to happen, it's Florida State getting upset is going to be the the easiest route to that. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, what do you think happens in Bedlam, Mike? Uh, I mean, Oklahoma State at times in September looked dreadful. Uh, but Ollie Gordon, uh, the third, the runner of the second, the running back out of Fort Worth has just taken off. Uh, and really, it's, it's, it's you know, you ask, what has Mike Gundy done? He simplified it. He picked the quarterback in Alan Bowman, and he's given the ball to his best player and Ollie Gordon. Over the last two games, has rushed for almost 300 yards in, in both of them. Uh, she's, he's the first running back at Oklahoma State in the last in their history for their program to have back-to-back 250-yard -back games. The last one was a guy named Barry Sanders, so it was good. that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, so, what do you, But then there's Oklahoma coming in off a loss. Uh, Oklahoma's dominated the rivalry, uh, 15 of the last 18. What do you think happens in that game? Never rooted for Mike Gundy before, so this is uncharted territory for me. But just with the way this thing is breaking up, uh, you hope Oklahoma State can, can win this last one and have kind of lifetime scoreboard on the Sooners. Isn't that right? I mean, uh, we talked to a, an insider from Oklahoma, and he said the same thing. You know, Oklahoma has so dominated this rivalry. I mean, it's like 91 all-time victories versus not many for Oak State, 15 to the last 18. But if they win the last one, that record won't matter, right? If they own the last one and they own Bedlam in their building, uh, that's forever, that's forever uh, swag, right? That's forever – uh, cockiness that we won that last one. Um, and so huge game. I got, there's going to be so much intensity in that football game uh, because it's, I, I saw where Brett Venables, all of his captains are from the state of Oklahoma for this game. No, no out of state captains. Uh, only people that understand this matchup, what it means. Mike Gundy, of course, played in it as a player at Oak state as a quarterback and it runs deep. Uh, I, I, much, like, much like we were with Texas and Texas A&M. It's just, it's sad that it's not going to happen, but uh you know, beyond this, it doesn't look like, but man, this big, this one will be big at two 30. I'm probably glad they didn't do it at night, Mike. Yeah. I wish it was in uh Stillwater. I think this one's in Norman, right? Like it, it would have been best if it was in Stillwater last, um, but yeah, should be, it should be a really good one. It's just another weekend where we're like, I just hate that we have to have all these conversations every single week about like the last time a big game is going to get played. It feels like uh, it's kind of a swan song season for a lot of these rivalries. 
Uh, I think there's going to be some good that comes out of it, right? Like I'm excited to watch the SEC next year. I'm excited to watch the 12 team playoff, uh, but we're also losing some of uh, the the soul of what college football was. And this is another example of it. Well, well said. That game is in Boone Pickett Stadium. That game is in oh, okay. Stillwater. Good. It is in good. Stillwater. That's going to be a crazy place then. Like I, I, there's going to need some bodyguards. I wonder how many police are there. Like it's going to be, that's place is going to be wild. It is. And the fans are right on top of the state. It's such a weird game to go to a game to. You're so close. It just feels like, man, I shouldn't be this close at this place. And then if you're on the sidelines, you, you feel like you're in the action. You get killed uh, on the sidelines uh, in that game. So that's two thirty. Texas at 11. Uh, there's also some big games around the country. Obviously that Iowa state Kansas game is one to watch. Jayhawks coming up that big win over Oklahoma. Uh, Texas fans would like to see probably Iowa State take another loss if they could, but that'll be in Ames. Weather could be a factor in that ballgame. USC plays Washington. How many points for Washington with Michael Penix and that receiving core score against that USC defense, Mike? I mean, that that is that could get really ugly. Probably fifty. I don't know how Alex Grinch is forty-nine. So I don't know how Alex Grinch has a job. Like I want somebody to be my friend as much as Lincoln Riley is to Alex Grinch. Defensive coordinator. He wasn't, uh, didn't have good defenses at OU, and he took them with him, and he's yeah. still there, and they're not very good on defense. Uh, at some point, this, that's got to be Lincoln Riley. He owns that defense. It's, you know, coordinator, uh, be damned, because he ran Mike Stoops off uh, at Oklahoma because it was his fault, and now it's Grinch. I think I think it's him and the way they practice. They don't think they're very physical in their practices. But either way, uh, that's another marquee game to watch on Saturday. Mike, give us your final thoughts and prediction on this game. Are you picking Texas, or do you think the uh, K-State team – just playing too good with the Longhorns as the backup quarterback. Where are what's your your temperature on this game? I think Texas wins. I think Texas covers. I don't think it's going to be fun. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think everybody's going to be in the ice bath afterwards and on Sunday. But they just have too many athletes. And, and as I said at the beginning of the show, Kansas State's a good football team, but they have not beat a really good football team yet. They'd have to do that in Austin on the road against the Longhorns. I just don't think that they can do it with a true freshman quarterback uh, being their best player right now. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you, and that would make for a fun Monday record of our Eyes on Texas multicast that will drop on Tuesday. Uh, looking forward to that. I also will take Texas in a close one. Uh, the over-under is like 50. I think that's right about right. I think Texas, you know, 31-24 kind of game, uh, one of those kind of things, you know, 34-27, maybe if that's going to go over. I think it's going to be right in that uh, that conversation, but I agree with you. Malik Murphy has to, to play a heck of a game here and can't make the turnovers he did last week. If he does, I think the Longhorns have the athletes to run with uh, K-State on offense. So looking forward to it. That is our multicast uh, and our preview edition. We both are taking Texas. Hope you enjoy that. Certainly the game, if you're listening here or viewing this on Friday, appreciate you doing so. Send it to a friend, pass it along. Uh, They can watch it today or tomorrow uh, on game day ahead of it during their tailgate or getting ready for it. Thank you to our digital producer, Nolan Hogan, our executive producer, Griffin Hogan, and his editing work does an incredible job each and every time. Also our founding partners, Carlos Carrion, the Texas mortgage guy, TheTexasMortgage.com, Hey City Store, and Ice House, and Driftwood, One Source Gas of Central Texas, Dr. Greg Eckert, my dentist, and his Brain Vault Technology right here in Central Texas, and of course, Grande Equipment, our presenting partners, the locally owned, independent, but worldwide equipment company that has been serving the heavy equipment needs of the world and to the state of Texas since 04. Find them online at GrandeEquipment.com. It is the multicast that teaches you on top of all things Texas football twice a week, available weekly enough to watch on the Dave Campbell's and the Horn Austin YouTube channels. Also available for download through iTunes and Spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Mike, great stuff. You're off to uh, Denton, Texas. Denton, Texas for the rivalry that you know about as a UTSA grad that maybe people should know about more. The Mean Green and the Roadrunners hooking up on Saturday. 
The Mean Green and the Roadrunners uh, on my 13 football stadiums and 13-week tour, uh, this time's in, in Denton, America. So it should be a good one. Uh, one of the better G5 rivalries in the country. Definitely the best one in the state. Both teams score a lot of points, so it should be exciting. Yeah, first-year coach at North Texas doing a nice job. And, of course, Jeff Trailer down there at UTSA always doing a great job. Mike, safe travels, and we'll talk on Monday. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Remember, download it, send it to a friend. Hook them horns. It's the Eyes on Texas Multicast.